and welcome to episode 83 of the Critical Twits podcast, where today we're going to talk to you about our first ever Malifaux tournament. back to the Critical Twits. I'm Brian Ennis. And I'm Aaron Vinsky. And this is a podcast all about geek culture. Yes. As we decided last week. <laughs> yeah. It's only taken us 82 episodes. Yep. This being episode two of The New Order, where we actually know what we're about. Yeah. Yay. So welcome. Welcome to the Critical Twits. Thank you very much for listening. We're going to be talking about our first ever Malifaux tournament, because back in March... The lovely, lovely Australians of the Red Jokers, a faux show podcast, uh, invited myself and Joe, uh, another one of the critical twits, onto their show to talk about Malifaux. Mm -hmm. And they set us a challenge. And the challenge was to attend a Malifaux tournament. Yes. Now, we may have cheated (laughs) because we we, we did attend a tournament, Mm. but we also... Made our own tournament because getting to other tournaments was really hard. Yeah. So. They don't happen very often in the... There's sort of certain little pockets and they're not very close to us generally. Yeah, we've had some uh, some of our listeners. Thank you very much for getting in contact and telling us about them. We have tried to fit them into our schedules. We've yeah. tried to attend them. And it just, whatever reason, the times that the local local tournaments here in, uh, in the UK occur, we just haven't been able to get to. And we felt like we were letting you down. Yeah. So we are not letting you down. We are pumping you up, trying to go with some kind of inflatables semantic field (laughs) Um, and trying to remain within that it didn't really work did it and we're going to inflate you now everyone so (laughs) hold on tight Uh, so we decided that we would hold a tournament of our own or rather the opportunity was presented to us and we decided to use this as a uh, as a kind of a tie-in because we have a new player Mm -hmm. and as quite often happens with new players to to games uh, our current new player hi chris uh, thank you very much uh, for organising a tournament for us. Not only providing prize support in the form of Malifaux Gilders, which he'd been collecting um, off to internets, because uh, he's not a official person who yeah. can give them out. It's just, it's just a chap who we know who plays games. Yeah. Uh, but also provided lunch for us. Um, I bought us a whole load of crisps and sandwiches I couldn't eat because, ugh, mayonnaise. But the, the, the thought was appreciated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if you too hate mayonnaise, please remember to like this video. <laughs> um, and I'll use it as evidence um, against culinary crimes <laughs> um, in the uh, in the sick foods division um, and other puns. Um, yeah, so um, we, we initially... This is where things get really, really complicated. So we initially scheduled ourselves... Um, to play with six players, five games each, so everyone played everyone. Yeah. And one of the big things we found with Malifaux is that we have been playing games that take far too long. Yeah, four to five hours long. Four to five hours for a 50 Soulstone game. Mm. Now, that is far too long because a to- in tournament Malifaux, you're talking two hours and 15 minutes to play a 50, a 50 Soulstone game. Yeah. So we were nowhere near that. Yeah. And so this was a really great opportunity for us to kind of focus and, and not get distracted and try to make those decisions a little bit quicker. Yeah. Malifaux has so many decisions because every time I do something to you, you have the option to cheat and use your cards. Yeah. Now, the the control hand is my favourite thing about Malifaux. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe second. I think the models. I think if the models were crap, I wouldn't care about the control hand. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, play the game. True, yeah. But it's my favourite thing about the game yeah. of Malifaux. And so, you know, you, you can't sort of change that. But it does induce a lot of um, what some board game bobbins people, they refer to as analysis paralysis, where yes. you have lots of decisions and you, you get stuck on and you can't decide what to do. Yeah. Do I cheat this? Do I cheat that? Do I make sure I don't get hit? Do I make sure I do hit? And, and you've got your six cards to last you the whole turn yeah some of the, the quickest turns we have we, we ever have are when people have just got like rubbish control hands yeah yeah because there's yeah, no yeah. cheating yeah, yeah go for it or you burn through it in a couple of activations or something really important mm-hmm. and then it's like oh we've both got no cards left right we just flip what happens yeah um, and it moves uh, moves forward a little bit a bit quickly um but yeah so we're trying to trying to improve our game because i think us going along 
and playing at the speed we were playing at a tournament in a shop somewhere, <laughs> we'd probably get beaten to death with uh, table legs. Yeah, yeah. And the rest. Table arms. Table torsos. Yes. Table abdomens. <laughs> the tables have abdomens? I suppose the... It's the bit above the legs. Yeah. So it's just the rest of the table. Yeah. So a table is a giant abdomen with legs poking off of it. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> mm, anatomy. <laughs> so... We set ourselves this this target and we decided that our games wouldn't be 50 soul stones. It was a bit too far for us, but yeah. they're going to be 35 soul stones. Yeah. And to stop that kind of what should I take, what should I not take, and to help some of us actually get some bloody painting done for once, <laughs> um, we thought we'd pick a 50 soul stone crew. Yeah. As a, kind of like a pool, yeah. and then we pick thirty-five soul stones worth of stuff out like of that. So we gave us a little bit of tactical flexibility. We wouldn't have got by taking the same crew to everything. Yeah. Uh, but also meant that we were all aiming to have all of our models painted in time for the day. Yes. So that 50 soul stones completely painted. Now, I think what other people were trying to do was like get the models they'd already built and not painted yet mm-hmm. and make them painted and make them look nice. Yeah. I went out and bought a brand new crew. <clears throat> yeah, and I kind of chose mostly new models to put in mind that I hadn't put together yeah. yet. So it actually became an excuse to buy a bunch more stuff. Yeah. But if you do paint all of those, then statistically the the, the percentage of painted models in your collection will rise just not by as much. Yeah. So, you know, it was still... No, no, it was just, it was just an excuse, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, so before we, we sort of go into the tournament itself and sort of explain what happened and share our sort of insights into what happened, not the what he said that, uh, and share our insights into what we learned and what we what we liked and maybe didn't like about playing so many games in such a big rush. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I'd mention what we what we took so people yeah. can kind of picture what we're painting um, and what we were planning on doing. Yeah. Um, is it now a good time to explain that Aaron didn't take part in the tournament? Yeah, probably. So the day before the tournament, <laughs> uh, we had some scheduling problems uh, and some unexpected events. Life gets in the way. Yeah. You can't game and have fun all the time. And so Colin and Aaron were both forced to uh, to drop out um, like an overlarge testicle in an undersized thong. Yes. <laughs> they do kind of look like a testicle head yeah it's fine I shouldn't laugh at my own jokes but sometimes I talk and I don't know what I'm saying until I hear it with my own ears it and doesn't then, enter my brain at any point because <laughs> if it did you'd probably make yourself sick yeah yeah, I probably wouldn't do it but yeah you're both hairy and yeah. you both dropped out <laughs> um, so what were you planning on taking then Anne, just so you can explain now what we also did is me and Aaron played a game tonight before we yes. recorded the podcast. So you've got a little bit of experience with these models that we can talk about later and you can get a little bit of a feel for it. Yeah, so we did. So I took Misaki because she is the only master I have still. Bloody, um, we've been we've been recording Malifaux podcasts for no, two years and you've got one master. Yeah. But I like Misaki, even if I'm crap with her. Yeah. Now, um, she's considered... We, we've been looking at the the list of crap masters that was... <laughs> I don't know if it's officially no. um, sent out, but there, there's people playing games with the, the underloved masters, the underappreciated masters, yes. and Misaki is on that list. Yeah, she is, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's, there's probably some good reasons why. Yeah. Uh, learning curve is very difficult. Um, yeah, so I took Untouchable and Disguise... Um, is a smock grace for her. The disguise was really good in our little game. Cannot so. charge this model, which yeah. really helped. Can't um, can't charge a master. It's really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can see your thinking there. Yep. Um, I took a Toto because um, he's he's always done me fairly well. Because a Toto brings the rains down in Africa, Aaron. <laughs> Funny enough, I did take the Call of Thunder um, upgrade with him. So, yes, yes, he does. Yeah. Um, I took a Fahatsu with me as well. Yeah. So, I went for a two henchman pull. Yeah. So, I had a bit of flexibility. But it's because I got rid of the Thunder Archers, which I've learned to have a big fondness for. You you removed the crutch that they had become from your game. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You were experimenting in in a new direction. Yeah. Um, instead, I took a couple of Waku Raiders. Nice. Um, and two Ten Funders Brothers as well. 
Well, yeah, they are both brothers. Swaku Raiders. Are, are they each just... other's brothers or just just general brothers? Someone's brother. I don't know. Are they brothers from another mother. Possibly. Are they brothers from a different lover? I mean, in my game, yeah, I like I like to think of them as you know, sort of adopted siblings that have taken oh, okay. each other on. And were they like uh, taken in at an orphanage? Yeah, oh, yeah. What are their names? <laughs> well, I haven't got all my names for them. They're oh. orphans. Nobody cares. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually mean that. Just in case anybody who has been orphaned is listening, <laughs> it's just reminded me of um, I've been marking exam papers and in. Um, so I now know like seven books better than I know my own self. Um, and you've got those children in Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Yeah. Which are like the living embodiment of like various problems. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like psychopomps for terrible things that, that happen. And so there's these two kids, ignorance and want, that are like <laughs> lying around in the street yeah. symbolising problems. And it just, you know, that's what they're called now. Yeah, yeah. In my head, you've got ignorance and want. Yeah, that sounds good. Can want be the, the fat one? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because one of the brothers is ridiculously huge compared to the other two. The, the t- so there's three of them, two of which look like very similar models in very similar garb with very similar weapons. Yeah. And then their fat friend. <laughs> yeah. With a who- mask on, so he's the same. Yeah, so he's got a mask, but he's got like a sledgehammer and the others have like stabby things. Yep. Yeah, it's really it's, weird. Yeah, it's very odd. Um, uh, but yeah. yeah, so I took Jack Daw. Don't you go in there. Jack Daw. Because <laughs> he's going to curse you. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Copyright strike. <laughs> yes, yeah, we've just lost the entire thing. We did get a copyright strike this we week. Did. Well, we got a we got a copyright slap on the wrist <laughs> because we started doing Twitch. And in Twitch, sometimes they'll have songs, and some of those songs might not belong to the people who made the game that you're playing, yeah. and therefore some weird like record company. I mean, there's still record companies out there. Who's yeah. like who's like paying someone money to make? <laughs> oh, we're going to pay this guy a million pounds. He's just using GarageBand <laughs> and Auto Tune. That's what everyone does. <laughs> Don't understand music anymore. Um, but yes, yeah, so we got in trouble. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I took Jackdaw. Yep. I put the cards away and thus ruined my momentum. Yep. Uh, and yeah, I took. Uh, oh, okay. So when we when we found out that things were slightly different, we then changed <laughs> changed format. Yeah. All over the place today. You moved up the um, Soulstone pool to sixty. Yeah. And we increased the size of the game to forty. Yeah. Um, because we thought, you know, we, we, I think everyone just wanted an excuse to use some different stuff and yeah. have but, a few more options on the day. And it, it made more sense if you're going to have two less players, so you've got more time for games. Yes. Really, so yeah. although we still play, they were still played in the two hours, 15 minutes time limit. Yeah. Expanding to do more stuff was more interesting. Yeah. So for those who are not really in the know, um, Jackdaw Outcasts, he is the tormented spirit of a cursed man, according to the front of his card. It says tormented spirit cursed. He's undead. Um, and he was a man that used to hang over the gates or over the bridge on the train station. Is it from a tree? There's, there's a tree in Malifaux. It's a famous tree. Yeah. Um, I've not really looked into it. <laughs> I mostly listen to other people and go, yes, yes, I want to play the game. Um, yeah, he's a he's a famous famous figure in Malifaux um, who was hanging from a tree, and then one day he was gone. And I, I actually quite like the background. There's the story I read about him. Mm. So there's a corrupt um, mayor, sheriff, leader of a town. Yeah who is taking, like, if someone gets in his way politically, he'll frame them for something and have them executed. He's been torturing his enemies. Uh, He's been being really, really, you know, rather quite naughty, Mm. as Jesus would say. Yeah. And so the townsfolk rise up against him and all these spirits and these figures appear and, like, rise from the dead. Um, And you get the, um, these dead spirits joining the fight. Yeah. And fighting the guards and um, killing killing the the people who've been oppressing these brave village folk. Cool. And then they turn on the village folk because they're just as guilty as the others because they turned against their betters and their leaders and they betrayed them. <laughs> oh, God. So he murders everyone and then walks off. Yeah. 
It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, I really like that story, and I really like the image in my mind as I read it. Yeah. So I thought, I'll play Jack Dorn. Yeah, yeah. He is... His gimmick is distributing curses to the mm-hmm. opponent, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I have now got down pat because I did my best thing against Aaron. So he has a series of injustices. Uh, drowning injustice. Guillotine Injustice and Firing Squad Injustice. Now, we're not going to go completely into... Th- like, we could almost record a podcast on Jackdaw. Yeah, yeah. Um, which people are interested in. We can. Let us know. There's a very good, like, Schemes and Stones. There's Schemes and Stones do really good, like, in-depth, master-based podcasts where mm. they talk about all the options and what to go with them and how they work and how they don't work and what you need to do. Yeah. And I, re- I, I listen to that. So, you know, I don't want to just regurgitate what they said. Yeah. I've yeah. got some slightly different ideas. Yeah. But as a starting place for any mass, they're a really good place to go listen to what they have to say. Yeah. Used to I used to go on the um pull my finger wiki. Yeah. yeah. But that seems a bit out of date and a bit basic now we've been playing for a while. Yeah. Whereas Schemes and Stones is much more current and up to date and, and and good. Yeah. So it's almost like Pull My Finger is like your very basic resource and then you want to improve that. You go on to Schemes and Stones. And if you want to have fun, you just hang out with us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And drink Lemsip with... I didn't put any brandy in it, Aaron. Oh. Did put the, the juice of an entire lime and half a lemon in it. Yeah. It's rather tart. <laughs> <laughs> there is a bit of honey in there, but not enough. <laughs> um, yeah, so he has um, the three different... Cursed upgrades, they mess with your opponent in various ways. So you can lose a model, they take damage when they take certain actions. They can kind of flip them over. But one of the things he's good at is he can curse you and then rip that curse off of you and do extra damage. Yeah. So he has quite quite low damage track for a master. One, three, four, and two, three, four. I yeah, think. just very low, actually. And But he can increase that to um, four, five, six in yeah. combat. Which is then starting to look a bit more, a bit more juicy. Yes. Uh, he's sort of a mid-range master. Yeah. So he has an eight-inch ranged attack. He re- interacts really well with tormented models, mm-hmm. which the curses cause. Yeah. So he can make models tormented and mm-hmm. then manipulate them. I took the twist and turn upgrade. Yep. Which means he can either borrow actions from other tormented models Mm -hmm. so you could make an enemy model with a really powerful attack tormented and then steal it and punch it in the face with its own thing yeah which i didn't really get that that off much or one i used a lot more is to get another tormented model to take an action yes so you can kind of you can manipulate the enemy get them to hit each other get them to walk away from where they need to be walk over to you or walk themselves within uh you know charge range of a different model um, or you can give one of your own tormented some good bits and pieces to yes. sort of, sort of go with it. Um, so he's got a really interesting playstyle. Now I've heard tell on to internets that he's really good. Yeah, I kind of agree. I felt he was quite powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The game we played definitely, definitely did. I don't think you even managed to attack him once. No, no. And he murdered a bunch of stuff and yeah. really messed Mizaki up. Bob yeah. Is, upgrade combinations yes yeah completely took her out for a turn yeah so she she had no cards left so you can you, you can spend AP and discard a card to get rid of one of the, the things he's cursed yeah, two you AP two AP sorry yeah. and one card but I cursed you with two two up two curses yes one that said you couldn't attack anyone or you take damage one yeah. that said if you took any tactical actions including like moving and charging yeah you would also take damage yeah so they're the two types of action in the game. Yeah, so I couldn't do anything without taking damage. And because you didn't have any cards to discard left at that point... I couldn't turn around. Yes. Yeah. Now, the reason you had no cards left, Aaron, yes. is because of Montresor, yeah. who is the thematic <coughs> henchman from Jackdaw's box. Mm-hmm. He's widely regarded as being a puff of farty air. I don't understand why. <laughs> Yeah, he's expensive. He's nine soul stones. I did take his specific upgrade as well, Fearful Whispers, mm-hmm. which lets him draw models in yep. to base contact with him. Why would you want to do that, Brian? Why would you want models closer to you? That sounds bad. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, because if you're in base contact with him, you have to take defense jewels or take damage when yep. you activate. 
if you make an attack while you're in base contact with him, you have to discard a card. Yep. And the cl- if you're close to him, your willpower is reduced. Mm-hmm. It's within five inches, isn't it? Yeah. My favourite thing about him, which I only managed to get off against you, was uh, comfort in fear. Until the end of the turn, any model within five inches which succeeds on a horror duel suffers two damage. That is, succeeds mm-hmm. on a horror duel. And he is terrifying against the living. Yeah. So he, you're, you're kind of damned if you're doing damned if you don't. If you fail, fail, you're paralysed. Mm-hmm. You, your go ends. Yeah. If you pass, you take damage. Yeah, and two damage is quite a lot. And it? he becomes, if used well, he becomes a bit of a sponge for enemy resources. They're cheating cards into pass this jewel or that horror jewel or that defence jewel, mm-hmm. um, or they're wasting AP to step away from him so they can attack him without discarding a card, yeah. or they're throwing lots of cards away. Yes, and so. I found him really effective yeah, yeah. in all of my uh, in all four of my games, three in the tournament yeah. and one against you. He's gonna, really good. I yeah. really like him. I was going to say you. I I didn't have my models particularly tightly packed. They they were spread out to go do things, but because of the pull abilities on him and other models as well, mm. you type pull them all in together. At which point I couldn't do anything yeah. without having to smash him in the face. I so think- I had to get rid of all those cards in order to kill him. Yeah. So I could actually get away and do something effective. And yeah. that wasted my entire cut all my cards, which then led me to suffer with the curses. Yeah, and then Jack Door went, ha ha, and messed you up. Yeah. yeah. That's how he talks, by the way. Yeah. But it's more, his head's in a bag. It's more, ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he's he was really good throughout the the tournament for me. Yeah, um, he was my he was my henchman, um, and I, I I'm concerned by why people um, don't like him. Yeah, but, you know, different understand. strokes for different folks. So if you've yeah. used him, um, if you can tell me why he's rubbish, that'd be great. If you can tell me why, if you do, you think he's good, that'd be good as well. Yeah, yeah. I took Lady Legare, who is the totem. I didn't use her. She's also the only model I painted, I will admit at this point. <laughs> um, so the one model I didn't use is the one model I painted. Yeah. I I don't know what's wrong with me either. I'm just a disappointment <laughs> uh, to myself, to my faction, and most importantly, to my parents, who don't listen to this podcast because so. I'm such a disappointment. <laughs> um, so I can't really tell you about her. I like I like the model, which is why I painted it first. Yeah. Because uh, she's got a big floaty dress and no legs, like a ghost. I took a couple of guilty, which are the minions that come in his box, in Jack's box. Uh, I took the one on the uh, who is a, an about to be executed prisoner. I think like lethal injection, tied yeah. to a bed, writhing in torment. Mm. I really like that model. It's really nice. It is very cool, yeah. I took the one on the electric chair with the sparks coming out of its eyes. I think the sparks are too much, but it's an okay model. I didn't take the one that was chopped up into bits and nailed to a cross because it looks like shit. (laughs) It's a horrible model. I resented every second I spent putting it together, and then I didn't use it. I then took a combo recommended by Schemes and Stones. So... One of the cool things about Jack is he can hire other tormented models. So any faction, if they're tormented, yeah. Jack can hire some of them. Yeah. Do, do, do. As many as he likes. He's not no limited limit. like some models like, like to four or two or like whatever. Like is with... Um, any outcasts. tormented, any tormented at all. And there's loads of tormented. The Crossroads 7 are all tormented. Yeah. Papa Loco... Perdita's crazy granddad, uncle, cousin, <laughs> nephew, niece, whatever he is, yeah. um, is tormented. I, I bought that box for Papa Loco and then didn't put him in the crew, but I now yeah. have a Perdita crew, so that's cool. Um, <laughs> but I took some resurrectionist models to go with, uh, with him. Mm. So I took the Drowned, who are a tough six point, uh, six soul stone, sorry, minion, yeah. um, who can push models towards hazardous terrain Mm. why would you want to do that brian i hear you ask inside (laughs) my head because nobody uses hazardous terrain because it's pain in the backside and what do you use and you've got to model it and uh it's kind of awkward isn't it here's a bit of terrain that's going to damage it well we're just everyone would ignore it and run around it yeah 
Wow, because if you take Jakuna Abume, <laughs> what a wonderful name. Jakuna Abume was the crux of my game. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> did you enjoy that? Yeah, I did. It's yeah, all right. Cool. Good, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a problem free. Scary Banshee. <laughs> Jakuna Abume. Um, yeah, so I made a song up. Which I sang all day in my head. Uh, Jakuna Ibume is a Japanese uh, water spirit that leads people to drown. Yeah. Uh, the model is really cool because it has a kind of like drowned zombie sailor thing. Mm. Um, it's standing in a whirlpool and it's hugging a tiny child in a really sinister fashion. And I really like that. Um, it's, again, six soul stones. It's manipulative. It's incorporeal. It can lure people, mm-hmm. it can stop you walking, it has a blast thing, it can make, stop you charging. There's all sorts of little things, not brilliantly. The reason you take her is that the area around her for three inches counts as hazardous terrain for your opponent. Yeah. So the idea, the game plan, for me, was to use the drowned. They can hit people with their ranged attack that pushes them towards has this terrain yeah Montresor can unleash his noose and pull people in base to base contact so if he's next to the Jakuna Abume yeah that works perfectly yeah Jack can Jackdaw can push tormented models around so you push the hazardous terrain towards your opponents or what if there are models with eight inches of the enemy that you've cursed because they're tormented you can target the the Abume yeah and push them towards her and you could do all sorts of things like that yeah and so that was that was kind of my goal. Yeah, a lot uh, of model control. Yes. So and and niggly bits of damage. Yes, niggly awkward pain in the ass bits of damage. Yeah. So to back up that festival of fun, <laughs> I took a few of my favourite characters that I hadn't yet painted from Outcasts, mostly because uh, they're good, they're good models and also. And I get a lot of use out of them in all my Outcast crews. Outcasts are really good because I, I hire some of them in elsewhere as well. Uh, so things like my Frycore Librarian, who actually is the only model in the list. I added it last minute because it was painted. Yeah. When we went up to 60, I was like, I'll add that. Um, it's one of my favourite models in the game mm-hmm. because it can heal stuff really, really well. And yeah. healing is really, really good, especially in small games. Yes. I took Johanna. Not Johan, Johanna. Mm-hmm. Um, I splashed out on the... That sounds wrong, doesn't it? I splashed out on Johanna. Yeah. Uh, poor, poor girl. So, yeah, I just all over Johanna. <laughs> um, I, I bought Johanna in the last the last big weird sale where I could actually afford to buy stuff when the pound wasn't made of... Well, it's ounces now, and it? It's not a pound. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't get... I wanted to buy the cat crew recently. Sad. At times, too expensive. Worked out at seventy English pounds. Jesus, seventy pounds. There are children that that weigh less than that. <laughs> that makes no sense. Um, <laughs> but it's a lot of money for a crew. Um, for those of you that are listening in foreign lands, and um, you know, hi. <laughs> um, a typical crew box. When they at the first sort of wave, you can now pick up for the first few crew boxes for twenty eight thirty pounds. Mm-hmm. The new ones go for between thirty five and forty. So the last lot, I was a bit put off by that. But having opened the Titania box, because mm. she was my second choice, so I bought her too, <laughs> uh, and then didn't didn't do anything with her. Um, she cost she cost me thirty five pounds. Yeah. But can go for sort of forty. But there's a load of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. That it was packed. It had a full sprue and then two extra like the smaller model sprues in there as well. Yeah. The big main sprue was four models, and then the other two, the totem and the master, was separate. Yeah. So there was a lot in there. So actually, yeah. if someone had shown me the inside, I should look at the G Mort's unboxings more because they're yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's really nice. And. I should look at them because then I would have bought one ages ago, but the yeah. price put me off because it's like, why am I spending like a t- nearly a tenner more? Yeah, but um, you do feel you're getting your money's worth, whereas nearly doubling the price. Mm. Yeah, yeah. After that, secretary, we return back to Johanna, yeah. who I took for her healing. Yeah, um, <clears throat> which she can kind of heal herself. Uh, what I took her for, sorry, was the condition ending. So she has an ability to end a condition. She needs a she needs a small ram. Yeah. Um, what's the name for a, a small ram? A goat. 
A goat. No. <laughs> What's a baby lamb called? It's a lamb. Oh, it's a lamb. Yeah. Fuck me, what the fuck did I just say? Yeah, so it's a lamb. It's a boy lamb. That's what I meant. A yeah, small yeah. a small ram is a lamb. Oh my god, I can't even talk. <laughs> I don't words good anymore, Aaron. Um yeah, or, or more like a poke rather than a ram. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I rescued that. Cool. Uh no one will know. Um yeah, so she can end conditions. Now Colin is a, a treacherous bastard. Yes. And he uses lots of poison. Because he likes McMorning, so mm-hmm. I thought I'm going to ruin his day by having a model that runs around removing all the poison. Yes, before he does it. Yes, uh, and it didn't really happen. No, never mind. Life is hard. Um, and then I took Sue, Sue, who is essentially Johnny Cash. Okay. Named after a boy called Sue, a boy named Sue, something like that. Boy named Sue, I yeah. think. Yeah. All his abilities are Johnny Cash songs, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, apart from Hurt, which is a Trent Reznor song. <laughs> Trent Reznor song, it's not a Johnny Cash song. No. It's a cover. It is a cover. Mm. Yeah. Can you openly admit it to I, I, I read something. No, oh, yeah, he's like, I like this song, I thought I'd cover it. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. I but I, I heard someone referring to it, to Hurt, as a Johnny Cash song the other day. That's no. why I hurt them. Yes. And I gave them no cash. Um, Although, in fairness, Trent Reznor has said it's the better version, in his opinion. That's because he's a sad man. I know. <laughs> Listen to the song. He's, he's fucking miserable, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. The people loving the other song hurt him too much. <laughs> they hurt myself today. <laughs> I didn't like my song. I could I could do the entire version of that, if yeah. you like. <laughs> you can play my game on my table of terrain. <laughs> Ooh. But yes, you took him... I took him to fuck off Joe. Always um, a good idea, yeah. Because Joe was playing Arcanists. Yeah. And Joe... Uh, sorry, Sue doesn't like Arcanists. Yeah. Uh, has a protective bubble that does nasty things. Yeah. To casting, makes casting actions that are taken on models near Sue. Uh, they get a negative flip. Yeah. And uh, so that was the only reason I took that. So the couple models I took knowing what people were doing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't take anything to mess with Chris mm-hmm. because Chris changed his mind every time we talked about it. He was playing a different master, <laughs> so there was absolutely no point. Yeah. Uh, I knew he would be playing Resurrectionists, and then he turned up with Yan Lo and played Ten Thunders. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Yan yeah. Lo's Ten Thunder. Yeah, yeah. He had he had Jakuda Abume though. Yes, because a lot of the Ten Thunders can take yeah other things, or oh, because there's the spirits and stuff particularly yeah the weird going on yeah but yes we had a double abume yeah mm. and yeah so and mostly I took stuff that I thought would be quite fun yeah and I, I liked the idea of using Montresor with the Jakuna because I didn't really see anyone mentioning that as a thing no no and it worked once in one game and it was amazing yeah but mm. I know in the game we when we played it I was scared of that which is was influencing my movement and stuff which is almost as effective I think it has more you can't yeah you can't just put its uh, influence down to oh it did seven points of damage in the game no that's not a lot it's the psychological imprint of these things yeah especially the first game which was let's control the middle of the table yeah and I parked it in the middle of the table yeah and it's like cool if you you can run in and and contest contest the objective yeah but it's going to fucking hurt. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to take damage. Yeah. And I was inspired by, I played I played Chris a while back and he used a collect crew with the fire breathing chap mm-hmm. and my teddy, my teddy ran through a whole bunch of um, hazardous terrain that he puts out. Yeah. And, and, and it killed my teddy <laughs> set my teddy bear on fire <laughs> and 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 it was really sad and the changelings were watching and they're like children and and i mean baby cade was there and he's, he didn't know what was happening because no. he's a baby but and he's refused to let you play him since but yeah i mean i haven't spoken to him since and i mean he's now three years old and he hasn't talked yet yeah i don't i just don't know i think it's it's affected him <laughs> it's something terrible is now on the tormented. So it means you could take one of your recruits, hopefully, but yeah. he's never going to agree to do anything you want any again. Yeah. Yeah. So we played our games. Mm. I played Joe with Rasputina first yeah. uh, to a narrow loss on my part. Mm. 
I I took kill the leader. We had kill kill the leader, destroy the leadership. Yeah, it's called something like that. Yeah, yeah. Murder, murder the lead. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I I took it off and swapped it for claim jump mm. because Rasputina normally sits miles away from mm-hmm. you and is an absolute pain in the backside. Yeah, she's filth. So, because even if you try and lure her, she would like walk one and a bit. Yeah. Walk four? Walk three? Walk four. She's got really low walk. Yeah, it's four, I think. So she she just kind of very, like a glacier, <clears throat> moves very slowly towards you. So she, I, I didn't do that. It's the first time I've killed her in a game, mm. and I didn't get any points for it. <laughs> and I think I lost by one or two points overall. Yeah. Which would have that would have made the difference yeah um but it was a really good game joe's a very good player Mm -hmm. he uh he was trying some new stuff so i realized just quite how obnoxious ice dancers are yeah especially for claim jump yeah they talked about them before and they've sounded mean they can sort of push around they they don't do that i mean they've got a fairly good damage track actually which is part of what i wasn't expecting i mean they're Arcanist stuff just seems really nasty. Yeah, it, they seem broken. Yeah, I know they're not, but from an outside from perspective, somebody who doesn't play them, they seem broken. They seem they just seem to have lots of really good stuff. Yeah, like Chris shared the list of models that could can complete claim jump on their own. Yeah, so claim jump where you need to put two scheme markers within two inches of the centre line mm-hmm. they can't be within four inches of each other yeah. now most models can only move and put down a scheme marker or put a scheme marker down and move they can't yeah. do other things and it was like here are all the models by faction and for most of the factions there was like one or two models that were rare one models so unique characters unique yeah. things that you can only have one of or- and then all of the Arcanist minions <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, so yeah. you know, I died a little inside when I saw that. Yeah, um, I think I think Joe may have taken claim jump in most of his games. I think he took a lot of scheme marker based things. Yeah, which, which is fair enough. Yeah, yeah it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So got off to a wobbly start, yeah. and then we had some lunch, and I ate a giant salad uh, full of chickpeas and edamame beans, and that burst of delicious protein <laughs> in healthy form. Where nothing needed to die. I'm not averse to things need dying to feed my rapacious needs, but you know, I felt I felt moral that day. Yeah. Uh, took me into a game against Rob. Hi, Rob. How you <laughs> doing, buddy? And Rob, Rob, Rob took Pandora mm-hmm. and an odd selection of models <laughs> because, and this is probably my favourite thing in the tournament. Yeah. And Rob was trying to cure some green stuff on the basis of his models. Yes. And he, he got like a roller to create like a, a cobblestone pattern. Mm. And it looked really good. Yeah. But like the rest of us, he hadn't painted any of his models leading up to the tournament. So he was doing everything last minute. Joe, I think, painted the most. So well done, Joe. But they do, don't look nice, mate. He uses army painter and I'm not into that. Yeah. If you're into that, that's cool. But no, not for me. Yeah. I, I'd rather I'd rather spend my time, which is why I have like twelve painted Malifaux models out of hundred and something, and Joe's got like twice as much as that painted. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I think the joke's actually on me. My snobbery is holding me back. <laughs> like, like a modern democracy, I need to modernise and move forward and and have less hierarchy and more kind of embrace the proletarian manner of doing things. Yes. Excellent. Viva la revolution. <laughs> so Rob was decided he was going to pop his his models on the bases yeah. into the oven. Yeah. But at 40 degrees. Yes, because it turns grease from an eight-hour curing pit time period into a one-hour period. In fact, yeah, it's more, yeah, like a, it re- drastically reduces yeah. rather than sort of leaving it for a couple of days. He was planning on leaving it overnight at 40, yeah. 40 degrees and bang, there'll be rock hard paint paint yeah. and, and whatnot and it's a perfectly sensible option unless yeah unless you cook lasagna yeah and you turn your oven up to 180 degrees and then when you put your models in the oven you don't change the dial because no. it looks like 40 is opposite 180 on this By bizarre 
thing by by some sheer coincidence. Yeah. So it's literally the opposite end. So. so when you look at the dial, it looks like it's exactly in the right place. Yeah. And then when you take your models out in the morning, <laughs> you have some very melted models. Yeah. I mean... You, you could probably black them as working because they're supposed to look malformed and misshapen. They were never born models, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. but they really did look like they drooped yeah. really bad. Like they'd all had really bad strokes. Yeah, Bishop looked like he'd really let himself go, so his cheeks had inflated and like his six pack had just turned into yeah. a big blobby one pack. Yeah. Like hovering, it was kind of like hovering over his genitals. You know, like those men that have just been drinking in the same pub every day for a million years yeah like all the weight just goes into their stomach and then the clarkson yeah you have to kind of carry it around yeah like you'd you'd almost want a wheelbarrow for your stomach kind of thing (laughs) um so yeah so bishop bishop let himself go so rob's pandora uh crew it's the first time i faced pandora i've played pandora a lot Mm. and i suddenly i suddenly felt very guilty because Pandora's absolute pain in the backside. Yes. She does all sorts of niggly little bits of damage. Mm-hmm. And you can't really pin her down. No. And so she's a pain in the backside. She's, she's horrible and annoying and nasty. Um, but I managed to soldier through that and mm-hmm. get an arrow victory. Hooray for me. And then I played Chris. Now, Chris... I, <laughs> We're looking at a bit of a discrepancy here because Aaron was planning on playing Mizaki, which mm-hmm. is on that list of not very good masters that, yep. that people seem to take as being rece- the received wisdom of the Malifaux community. Mm-hmm. I was playing Jack Daw, regarded very strong. Joe's playing Rasputina, who is considered sort of bottom middle end, but we're, we're, we're lacking tricks to deal with Arcanists. We really need people's help with dealing with Arcanists because yeah. we die horribly. Um Rob was playing Pandora, who's renowned as being nasty to play against and a bit of a pain. Yeah. And then Chris was playing Yan Lo. Yes. Who is a beardy man in model only and not in rules. <laughs> and so it's again appears on the same list as yes. you did and was having a, a poor a poor tournament. It's such a steep learning curve, I think, with Yan Lo. Yes, yeah. I don't think it messed it. I think there's potential there with him, but yes, Chris is our new player, as we said earlier, yeah. and and thus it's it's you know he's not played as many games as everyone else, so yeah, he's yeah. learning and use, having a handicap at the same time. Yes, by using a mask that's very difficult to use. Yeah. Um, and playing in a tournament format where you tend to get quite drained as the game's gone as well. Yeah. So playing him in the last game means that we yeah we, we were we were both tired yeah but i had more sort of malifaux instinct to fall back on because yeah. i played more games uh, gen- just in general uh, he'd also had a bad game against joe where it looked like he was going to win and then a lucky flip of the red joker had murdered his henchman and his master yes <laughs> and yeah. thus completely through the game and i learned something so I didn't realise that when you play tournament Malifaux, because we used the proper tournament rules, we yeah, just yeah. said that at the beginning, it's fucking all over the place, Aaron. Yeah. Um, yeah, when you play when you play play tournament Malifaux, you play by the the, the, the standardised rules which we used, and if you concede a game, you get kicked out of the tournament. Really? Yes. If you concede a game, you're out. Jesus, that's quite harsh. Very, very harsh. Yeah, there's no concessions. You have to play games to time, etc., etc. Yeah. Because you might end up with lots of people that have all won all their games. Yeah. And thus, there's a lot... The actual number of, of victory points you score is important. Right, okay. And the number of points that you didn't concede is yeah. important. Yeah, like goal difference in football or, yeah. or that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I suppose, okay, fair enough. And yeah. so it can throw the game... You know, could throw the tournament structure by conceding games. So I could kind of understand it, but it felt really harsh. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you if you 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 can be forced forced to have fun. Yeah, it's one of those things like an ultra competitive tournament. Yeah, I, I suppose that makes a lot of sense for sort of a friendly local gaming store tournament. That might seem a bit harsh and probably might put people off. Possibly. Yeah, so but I understand why it's there. But yeah, it does seem a bit cruel. Yeah, so we kicked Chris out 
Um, we stripped him of both his clothes and his dignity. And his sandwiches. And his sandwiches, yeah. <sighs> Too much mayonnaise, Chris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It was such such a nice thing to to bring us all food. It was lovely. Um, yeah, no, we 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 were like, oh, that, that's bollocks. Yeah, yeah, go away. Uh, because we're playing among, amongst friends. Yeah, in a little tournament, all of our own devising. Yeah, and so we yeah we just kind of whatever. But yeah, it seems like something to consider if you play tournament manifest. Yes. So it's my turn to play, Chris. And Chris proceeded to have some of the worst luck I've ever seen yeah. until I played you earlier, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. And didn't have a good game either, mm. and, and I I got myself another victory, um, mostly through judicious judicious use of Montresor's four inch nimble move, his eight inch charge, and his three inch reach, which gives him a fifteen inch. Again, why threat. is it crap? I don't understand. What normally happens? He charges off on his own. He does a load of stuff and pulls loads of model clothes from him and then he dies yeah. but he's normally caused so much chaos and messed up the other person's plans that yeah. the games I've played at least it was completely worth it he's the one who killed Rasputina yeah yeah because he just walked out to the side of Joe's sort of little protective battle line and then charged her and walloped the snot out of her yeah with his he's recently ish got an upgrade that gives him hard to wound Mm-hmm. And means people have to discard cards to attack when they're in base contact, yeah. and that he got that he's got that upgrade as well that sucks everyone close to him. I think that's kind of bolstered him up. Yeah, I felt he was ten soul stones well well spent in every game I played. Yeah, massively. Yeah, um, and I uh, I enjoyed using him. So the final standings then. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris unfortunately bring out the back. Rob in third place with his uh, bloaty models being unused and his crew of random misfits assembled ad hoc that morning uh me in second and uh joe the who we should just probably say that he's a critical twit you can hear him talk about malifaux on other episodes but at the moment he's dead and dissolving in my bath because he beat me i don't like it and i'm a bad (laughs) loser so i killed him and yeah so that was that was our final standings joe won every game yeah, uh, I had two wins and a loss, and then it kind of stays down uh, down from there. Yeah, but the thing I really enjoyed about the tournament was the fact that we got every single game in in that time. Yeah, well, I say that we we had a timer, it beeped, we stopped. Yeah, and when I've played other tournament style games, I played Netrunner, mm-hmm. and in Netrunner you get the sort of the timer, and then everyone sort of you finish your go, and your opponent finishes their go. Yeah, in Malifaux you stop dead. You do a scoring round yeah. as if it was the end of the turn and you're done mm-hmm. straight away. So that was unusual. Yeah. Uh, but again, I can see that because time's going to be really tight. Yes. And it's very easy to lose it in that yeah. game because game, there's no guaranteed end point with Malifaux necessarily. Yeah. A, a, Malif- <laughs> a, a net runner match is an hour mm-hmm. and five. Yeah. So it's less than half the time. So there's a little bit more wiggle room. Yes. So... I think most games have finished in round four or five, but we don't think any of them would really have changed, I don't think, with there being the extra turns and stuff. They're all fairly yeah. fairly resolved. I th- yeah, it was the same when we played as well. After a bit like two hour 15 mark seems like a good point. Yeah. Because yeah. the game's just sort of gotten to the point where it's going to be... Yeah, cold. we just finished turn five <laughs> yeah. in our game. And so we just didn't need to flip. Yeah. A card. For the extra card with the possibility of an extra turn, yeah. 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 So that's fine. Yeah. So that was that was good. I think the the big thing, the painting side of it pretty much failed. Yeah. Uh, Chris is a brilliant painter, absolutely mm. stunning. Might see if we can get a photo some photos of his crew when they, when it's done and we'll post post it up on the website. www.criticaltwits.com. <laughs> uh yeah, so he, I think he painted the second most. Yeah. And then I had one model in my crew painted. I'm not sure. Anything Rob had painted was already painted and was just sort of fished out of his collection because he, he took the melting of the models in such good grace. Yeah. I would have probably thrown my toys out of the pram mm-hmm. and 
not have played. I'd, yeah, I'd yeah. have lost my shit. Yeah, so And he just grabbed some other models and carried on. Yeah. So, you know, as a test of character, uh, his character was revealed and it was found to be good. <laughs> I fear that in similar circumstances, my character would be revealed to be that of a twat. Because <laughs> I would... Yeah, I'd, I think I would genuinely probably just quit Malifaux altogether at that point if I'd done yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, it wasn't the whole crew. Yeah, yeah, thankfully, because <laughs> Jesus just cost him just not even all the other emotional involvement of building them and playing with them and stuff, but the, just the financial cost. Yeah, it, it, it's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive stuff, and Malifaux's getting more expensive. I, I feel. Yeah, because of exchange rates and yeah, similar. Because it's not stocked everywhere. In the UK, it's not as big as it should be. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's mostly big in the US. Mm -hmm. The prices are set in the US. So it's interesting, as I said earlier, that that Titania box being more more money, but there being more stuff in it, Mm -hmm. I just assumed it was the pound being crap. Yeah. And so, yeah, luckily there's nothing like limited edition in what got consumed by the flames yes yeah yeah so it was really good i really enjoyed playing that many games in a row because there's more games in a row it well i played more games in a day than i had in like the three months previously mm. it proved that we can play malifaux at a decent clip i know we're playing 40 soul stones not 50 mm-hmm. but we can still play we can actually play at a decent speed and we were getting you know, sort of quicker and more confident. Yes. When there was, we were aware that that timer was there and that we should be, we should be focusing on the game. Yeah. So we've complained. Not. Yeah, we have complained a little bit about Malifaux taking a lot of time in yes. the past. Yeah. I think maybe it's more us than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Generally, I think most, with the exception of possibly Guild Ball, because of the way it's set up and you play with a lot less models stuff. But I think. Even with when we played Warmer Halls back in the day, yeah, that still took ages, way more than it normally did. Our yeah. role plays take a lot longer. We consider things far more than we're a bunch of thinky people. Yeah, that's why we're the critical twits and not yes. the enthusiastic twits. Yeah, we we, we consider. Yes. We can be enthusiastic from time to time uh, <laughs> once we thought about it and decided that that's what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, um, it was good to play the same master three times in a row mm-hmm. it's my first introduction i've not, not played we were going to play some warm-up games and yeah. then we didn't yeah and so it was good to play them three times in a row in quick succession because i think it's cemented a lot of the learning that goes on when you're playing a new master and you're trying new things yeah if you sort of play a game and then don't play him again for a month you, you kind of lose that playing three i felt really confident playing him mm-hmm. today yeah I played four games with him and I remembered when I spoke of his damage track earlier, yeah. I'd remembered it off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't think of other masters that I can do that with. No. I was getting a fluency with, yeah. with that mas- with the master. Which is another thing that we found because we're only playing the occasional games and we're all swapping and changing models all yeah. the time that there's a lot of referencing. So when we played earlier, it was like, cool, doing this, this, this and this. And considering the amount of niggly little bits your model can do and interference yeah. and in between turns and doing that you're like cool this does this and then this and then this and then you need to worry about that when you do that okay cool uh, but yeah. you you had it down I'd that. got the I'd got the the order yet. yeah yeah um, the the interactions with Montresor where you'd activate a model next to him you need to make a flip yeah you then declare to attack him so you need to make a, another discard flip yeah then and then also you need to discard a card then you need to make another flip yeah and and then you can finally actually hit him yeah and then there's all the extra bits of order in your attack because of his heart's yeah. wound and stuff like that. And yeah. Yeah, and then you've got hard to so there's a lot to remember and mm-hmm. I just felt very fluent with it because yeah. I played those three games in a row in a solid chunk. And I kind of know him now. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's other masses I've played more, but because I haven't played them in such a such a time compressed period, they're still a bit hazy to me. They still feel a bit kind of fluffy. Yeah. So that's a, a good recommendation. If you've got a new crew or a new master, get a few games in, in short succession. Mm-hmm. And that will, that will push you to sort of get that fluency much quicker. Yeah. And once you're sort of fluent, you're not wasting mental energy trying to remember what it does. 
you're using that mental energy to make the best choice, to weigh up the options, not go, what are my options? Yeah. Because by the time you've done that and gone, oh, it's this and this, you've burnt, you've burnt, you know, concentration. Yeah. You might start making poor decisions. Yes. Whereas once you know those options off by heart, it's like bang, 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 bang. Joe talks a lot about how he kind of memorises rules. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big part of, of why he we consider him a good player yeah. and why he can he can generally beat most of us. Yes, because he knows his cards, so he knows yeah. exactly the right synergy yeah. to get to He's not he forgetting, oh, I should have done that, yeah. because he knows what that is and that he's weighed that up. Yeah, He's not making those little mistakes that maybe the rest of us do because we're not as fluent and yeah. not as familiar with what we do. So, yeah, if, you, if you've got a crew that you really want to get into, get your mates together, play a few games one after the other. Yeah. So the tournament setting really helped with that. Then. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel, and it's really we, we've been in a, in a little bit of a Malifaux rut because the games were taking so long. Mm. We were like, oh well, we haven't got enough time to play Malifaux to get getting pushed into the back burner. Yeah, because we weren't playing. My enthusiasm for sort of building and painting had kind of waned, mm-hmm. and we're at a. I mean, part of this isn't down to the tournament, but we we're at a point where. They were just finishing off the last set of releases from the September book last year. Mm-hmm. So there was nothing new going on with Malifaux. There'd been yeah. a lot of hype about the other side, yeah. which we covered back at Christmas. But there wasn't like a lot of, oh, Malifaux, Malifaux, Malifaux. Whereas having played those three games, when you came around tonight, I was like, we should play a game so you can talk about your crew and how yeah. it went. And yeah. and bang and we played yeah. I've built all of my outstanding unbuilt Malifaux models which yeah, yeah. was a shameful amount of <laughs> models it was three crew boxes yeah three sort of blister boxes um, of three models each yeah and no four four blister boxes and a lot of other models and a special limited edition single figure misanthrope the, the wastrel yeah which I've had since last year, and it's just sat. It was a really dusty plastic, bag, like baggy <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it looked. It. I thought the card had like melted. It was just the amount of grime that had accumulated <laughs> on the packaging, made it look horrible. I've got nothing left to build now. I might actually have to paint something. Yeah, yeah. Sad for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to play another tournament. Yeah. Uh, at the end of September, beginning of October. Yes. Uh, that sort of time and report back we're going to try and tie it into the using the less appreciated masters yes yeah that way I don't buy new which I think we're doing as well on the forums they're doing so yeah. we can we can kind of tie ourselves in with that yeah. um, and report back on that we're also going to try and get our hands on the new book as soon as possible because like last year when we did a review of the new masters which uh, seemed really popular so one of the most popular things we've done yeah. we'll have a look through we'll look at all the upgrades for the different masters and, and maybe do a podcast on that and have a chat yeah, yeah. and um, GG 2018 the new schemes and strategies are just about to come out mm. they've kind of been play tested they'll be out soon so actually it's like, like we had this lull and now it's like Malifaux, Malifaux, Malifaux again. Yeah, so yeah. it's really, really good. So sorry to have been away for so long. Yeah. But we just weren't playing and we're not going to force ourselves to just waffle at you for an hour About for the sake of it. read on the internet, yeah, because yeah. we'd be bored. We've got to back stuff up with some practical experience, yeah. I think. Or... I, f- I think, to be honest with you, playing the, t- the tournament timed games will be the thing to do in future. Yeah, yeah. Because now we can... Like, having played it in that two hours, two hours I mean, we did in two hours 30 because... We had a bit of a break part way through. Yeah, had a wee. I'm sorry. Yeah, I have the bladder of a tiny child. Bastard. And I need um, to. I need to. I don't know, chat, bro. Right. Give me a chance to look through your hand and go. Oh, I ain't gonna win. Um, well, yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was nice of you to roll over so easily. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's the sort of thing where I go, cool. Okay, so we turn up on a Friday. We're not going to do that, but we could turn up on a Friday and go, cool, do you want to play a couple of game, a game of Malifaux while we're getting kind of calmed out, settled, settled in? Yeah. Well, when that's, we, that's fitting in that, in an evening. Yeah, when we have a podcast day or a gaming channel day, I suppose. Yeah. A YouTube, a, a, a content creation day. <laughs> you can't get away from it. I know, I know. But we make so many different things. Yeah, I that's know. the thing. Yeah. Like, we, we just, we do a podcast, we do videos. We don't just cover gaming anymore. No. Um, so 
we we do all sorts of things yeah so when we when we get together for a day and go right but let, let's make some stuff and do some things if we played Malifaux that took half the day up whereas yeah. now it can take a quarter of the day up yeah and that's actually doable yeah because we can play that game and then we can move on do something else mm-hmm. um, and it, it changes the thing if it takes you if it's taking your time to set up you're kind of expanding that yeah. if it's taking your time to then talk about it at the end you're expanding it even further it's so yeah. that four hour game for us to then do something with or to really sort of chew over yeah it's taking even more time it's... whereas that two hours it's just 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 cutting so much time out and yes. then we've got more time to sit and discuss it and do, yeah. do the other bits and pieces which is what we're doing so yeah I feel like we're going to be playing quite a lot more Malifaux and yeah. I'm quite happy to just set that time limit for every every game that we play from now on I'd, yeah. I'd happily do that because it, it just focuses the the mind a little bit yes yeah um, and it becomes less of a frustrating thing for me when every single card I fucking draw ends up being low well if you spend four hours having a bad game yeah that's a lot worse than spending two hours having a, a bad game the, yeah. the times I I can be a really bad loser yeah, yeah. I can be a cheers buddy um, I can <laughs> no, be, like I say, I can be a stroppy mess yeah same and it's always, always, always when a game has been going on too long. Yes. Because I can play, I can play a, a half an hour game, get absolutely hammered, and I don't care. Yeah. Because winning's not that important to me. But if I'm not enjoying myself, yeah, for for an extended period of time, that's yes. when I, I start to feel like you've wasted time. Yeah, you've had yeah. fun. Yeah, no, I'm the same. This like, game was over two hours ago. Why have we bothered? Yeah, you know that kind of. Thing. Well, it's like with Netrunner. You know, play it for. You may play it for an hour and a half if you've got a particularly lengthy game going on. But even if I've had a game where I've been absolutely trounced, I've had a laugh with it. And it's fine. Yeah, and I did absolutely awfully in the game we played just before this. Yeah, and. I've had games like that before, and when it's been over that four and a half, four, four and a half. Oh, uh, mark, you had a game of me and the game of Malifaux. Yeah, the Malifaux yeah, we played. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, yeah, so when we played the game Malifaux earlier in that short time period, I had as bad a game as I probably ever had. Your my control hand in the final turn, I showed Aaron mm-hmm. was a ten and eleven, ten and eleven. A twelve and two thirteen, two thirteens, and like a, yeah. a five or something. Yeah, and I had a two, four, five, six, and a twelve. Yeah, and another one. And that seemed fairly typical of the whole thing. Yeah, and, and yeah, and there was one point where you had a positive damage flip, and mm-hmm. you flipped a two and a three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, it was just yeah, your luck was terrible, but. You were saying that because... Because it was in such a short space of time, rather than the longer games, because I've had loads of games like that. My luck with cards has not run, so don't. I'm not playing poker against anybody, just yeah. as a future reference. Um, <laughs> but those longer games, I've gotten to the point where I've thrown cards on the table and I've gone out in a huff and I've, I've sulked for the rest of the day because I've been frustrated with the game. Yeah. Whereas today, I was like, yeah, I'm lost, all my cards are crap, yeah. And it was just, it was silly, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. I don't feel as as an, I don't feel annoyed at it. I just feel eh, that was bad luck. Never mind. Yeah, because it's it doesn't mean as much because it's not yeah dragging out that that kind of that sourness or that yeah it, it's it, it's okay to lose in a short period of time yeah. because then you move on to the next thing that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. But when you're just waiting for the game to finish and it's going on and on, yes. that's what I find frustrating. Not the losing itself, yes. but the. I know I've lost at this point. Why am I still doing this? Yeah, why you feel disempowered for longer, and yeah. then that breeds, you know, the, the frustration, yeah. etc. Excellent. So yeah, we, I really enjoyed the. I really enjoyed the tournament. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad we did it. The next step will be for us to find a proper tournament to go to that isn't isn't run at our friend's house. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. We, that is that is the next stage. So if there's anyone out there who knows what's going on, we try to keep up to date with what's happening. Yeah. We may have missed a few. I think Northampton seems to be the yeah. closest place that regularly runs tournaments and such cool. like. And hopefully it won't fall on a weekend that we can't do, which is what's what's happened before. Yeah. We had one that was like over the UK Games Expo and there was there's yeah. another one where um nobody who drove was available, for yeah, instance, yeah. And, and people were doing other things. And yeah, it just it just didn't work out. But we will try and get out there. Yes. And we'll wear our Critical Twits t-shirts. Yes. So you know who we are. Yes. And you can beat us. 
Pokers. and start a podcast of your own which immediately gets all of our followers if you beat us because that's how it works yes it's like yeah. Highlander it is it's like Highlander there could be only one um, Malifaux podcast yeah yeah slightly funny British Malifaux podcast <laughs> from Peterborough with beards <laughs> That's specific that really specific enough that we shouldn't get in any trouble, but I still feel worried that it might happen. Yes, yeah. Could we could end up being undone. <laughs> so thank you very much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. If you enjoyed that and you want to show your appreciation in return, please feel free to like, subscribe, or even share what we do because it helps expand our sort of circle of influence. Yay, people. And yeah, it's just one of those things where we we don't have no advertising budget. No. We have no we have no cultural capital <laughs> with which to with which to leverage our content that we have created uh, proactively within the marketplace to get it uh, eyeball time um, with interested stakeholders. And the fact that those sentences make me feel sick is the reason why we don't get any extra people's listing. Yeah, yeah. When if we start talking marketing and my buzzwords come out, Aaron, Aaron just runs and jumps out the window it's very expensive <laughs> you're like mrs doyle in father Ted. <laughs> you just you just you can't you can't get through an episode of the critical twits without some form of defenestration <laughs> um so yes if you if you did enjoy that please feel free to to do all those things we will we will love you forever if you do so we will be back next week with another podcast mm-hmm. we've also got all sorts of different things in the pipeline we're trying to get some rpg let's plays actual plays going yeah uh has has been requested by people yes uh so we do listen and we do respond to every comment and every message that we get so if you've got something you'd like to say then please please tell us yeah unless it's you're like that german guy who mocked our beards at which point fuck you (laughs) it's the only comment i've not responded to yeah 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 well what what can you say to it (laughs) (laughs) he didn't even mean it in a horrible way but i was quite touchy because my my beard is straggly and, and I know it's bad but I like it. <laughs> I grew it myself, you know. It's like my it's like my fairy chin baby. <laughs> well, you know, he refused to have his profile picture as his him with a beard, so exactly. I refused to accept what he said. Yeah, he can't speak. Unless you have beard, you may not judge beard. Yes. <laughs> On that note, we have been the fairy chin babies. <laughs> I've been Brian Ennis. I've been Aaron Ravinsky. And we'll uh, catch you again next time. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.